0: A
1: bit. Oh, all right so we're joined on the line now by our one and only and eh, not the one our one and only a very good friend of ours <laughs> one of our better friends how about that eric henry from sb nation and uh the uh, what is it the underdog dynasty podcast there
0: you there you go oh. it's, uh, sb nation, the, the SB nation. And uh, Underdog Dynasty, which is our our home for G5 football coverage, and the Underdog Dynasty podcast. You can catch me, uh, Conference USA podcast, the American Athletic Conference podcast, and the soon-to-be Sun Belt podcast.
1: Whoa, man, what's up? Quite the busy guy.
0: Look at that. Yeah, they, they got me working. They got yeah. me working, man. But I can't complain. I rather rather be busy than not uh, not do anything at all. Right. So that's the truth.
1: <laughs> and be sure to follow Eric at Eric Henry underscore on Twitter. Give him a follow. At, uh, uh, at
0: eric c henry oh i'm sorry underscore. yeah i
1: yeah. didn't see the c there my bad eric c henry underscore at twitter um be sure to follow him there and uh eric i know you're a busy guy you're out there you got a bunch of shows we actually just launched a uh our second podcast i don't know if you're are you a fan of like movies comic books and video games yeah yeah of course oh okay course. then you got to check it out it's called we ain't found sith um, it's our new. It's under the Lemon City Live Podcast Network umbrella. We'll send you the link after after uh, after the show. It's a it's a good time. i was kind of curious to see what you uh, you would think about it. You uh, definitely should enjoy it if you like those kind of things.
0: No nah, man, shoot me the link. I mean, I, I feel like I've kind of had a front row seat to some of the things you guys did. I remember <laughs> uh, which which game was it that. We were having a debate over was it Brittany versus Mariah or something. Like that? It was some <laughs> uh, two you remember know talking about? It was at, it was at the cage. Yeah, and I, I feel like i I've seen the versatility you guys have, so I know it's not just sports.
2: That's right. That's right. I don't remember what the debate was because we pretty it much do like, that every yeah, day. Yeah, but it yeah. sounds
1: like it. Yeah. I definitely accurate. <laughs> <agree with> <laughs> But, uh, yeah. but, but, Eric, uh, the reason we got you on here is because you are our Conference USA expert here. You cover FIU. You uh, you got a good pulse on what's going on here as far as football goes. And today was – was it today? Today was National Signing today Day. Today was National Signing Day. And there's been a lot of talk locally uh, with the local teams here, FIU, FAU, and even UM too, how they were able to make some noise. Um, using the tools they had and considering the circumstances. But I wanted to talk FIU. There's a lot of talk about that. There's a lot of uh, optimism, a lot of hype right now over the class, over some of the transfers we had, some of the, uh, the recruits uh, that we got, and, and and just a good vibe that I don't think we've had. There's a lot of hype coming into this. There's a lot of excitement. There's um, um, just, you know, a different level of, of, of momentum. And I guess, yeah, ex- excitement's the word. There's a buzz. There's a buzz on campus. There's a yep. buzz in town about this. This recruiting class, and I kind of wanted to see what you thought of it. How do you grade it? How do you feel? uh, How do you feel the Panthers did?
0: Well, I mean, there's been a lot of varying, you know, uh, reports about how FIU did, FAU did, and here's the thing about recruiting, guys. I mean, you're not really going to know the results of how this day went until about at least two to three years down the road, you know. So it's kind of hard to give it a solid grade. They did an A, a B, and whatnot. Because think about it, guys. Are you going to have a coach say? Yeah, you know we had a poor recruiting class today, right? No, you know who's gonna say that? Everyone's gonna say, "Hey, we had the best class ever." Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm giving you right, if I'm giving my honest opinion, just from talking with the coaches around the program, uh, they're very impressed with the talent they brought in, and when I've got a chance to look at the talent they've brought in on tape, I think if you're an FIU fan, you have all the reason in the world to be pleased because. What Butch and what guys like Bryn Renner and and Drew Davis and other people, other coaches and staff around the program have said is that when they first got there, it was about assessing the talent and trying to you know uh, fill as many holes as many gaps as possible. Now, um, or excuse me, it was about um, getting needs, you know, like like you know trying to fill those gaps. But now, now they're they're getting they're getting their wants, you know, they're getting like, hey, we think that we this guard fits well here, or we need a running back here or we can go after guys who don't necessarily have a position at all we can just recruit great athletes and bring them in for a year and say hey where do you fit you know uh if there's a kid who's 6'4 230 maybe played a couple positions in high school and we'll figure out where he plays a year from now as opposed to having to rush someone in and saying hey we need someone to be the tight end or the wide receiver immediately so i know that's kind of a a long way of, of answering your question if i were to give it a solid letter grade i mean that's it's just one of those tough things that's really hard to assign because you can't do it now. Um, but I want to backtrack for a second, guys. Because, you, know, <laughs> I, you guys like fun on this podcast. Did you guys happen to see Lane Tippin's tweets? I know we're going to kind of compare FIU and FAU. Uh-huh. Did you yes. happen to see Lane Tiffin's tweet? Yeah. I, I, what, you, what was your guys' thoughts on that?
2: So he called out a Miami Herald reporter uh-huh. for basically for writing an article praising FIU's recruiting over FAU. Oh, I, right? haven't seen, I haven't yeah. seen this tweet, I'm going to look it up right now when you guys talk Yep, yep, and then uh, Lane Kiffin said something to the effect of, maybe you should wait until after signing day to write your articles, or something like that
0: Right, right, and that kind of just piggybacks into my point where I'm saying that you can't really assess these things immediately, it was what happened was, uh, I believe it was uh, Walter Villa who we see post-games, uh, Miami Herald reporter, mm-hmm. and he didn't actually write the well, he wrote the article, but the the direct quote uh, I don't have the guy's name right now, I want to say it's Charles Feinstein or something of that effect. I apologize, if I'm getting the name wrong, but uh, he was quoting a a South Florida recruiting expert who was saying that without question FIU has the better recruiting class um, that they're out recruiting FAU and and Kiffin made a very good point, which is like first off, why don't we wait until recruiting's done because I'm not done recruiting yet and you don't know who I have in the pipeline, and two, uh, it's not really something that you can assess, you know, uh, day one that's something that you might want to say a couple of years down the road. But it's just something that I found funny because I know you guys are FIU guys, and, and I, I, I like the spiciness of the rivalry, man. I like mm-hmm. the fact that oh, yeah. um, what, I, what I liked was the follow-up. So there was a follow-up by the defensive back or co-defensive back coach, Jeff uh, Kopp from uh, FIU, and once they signed their final recruit, he said, asking for a friend. Is recruiting over now? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: nice. I like it. I actually just retweeted Lane's
1: tweet right now. I just saw it. It yeah. says, uh, "Might want to write these articles after signing day, not before." Facepalm, football, fire emoji. <laughs> there you go, at Miami Herald. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, I think it's great. I I do like the little you know down down uh down south rivalry here that we got. I think it's great for for both programs. I'm curious to see how it's gonna be. I'm hoping FIU, you know, makes a uh, saves a little face after taking a couple L's the last couple of seasons here, you know, but yeah, they got to win one of these games, they got to win one of these, you know, but they did get the bowl win. They did have a bowl game, which FAU didn't. So you have some, you know, you have your things to be proud of, but uh, let me ask you, Eric, who uh, is, you said you saw the tape on a lot of these guys that, that were recruited. Um, Who impressed? Give me, give me, give me somebody that we should look out for
0: that maybe could make an immediate impact. Of course. I mean, you know, I've got some names for you guys. We want to get that out (laughs) there. No, um Yes, uh, if we want to go and run down a list you know here's a couple guys first off you want to start with a local kid uh, lexington joseph out of miami central high school who uh that's a huge pipeline for fiu Furman silva who's transferring now uh Furman went to fiu current running back anthony jones went there i mean F, uh, Furman, excuse me uh miami central is just a running back factory guys like nice. willis mcgay went to naje davenport so you know the type of pedigree that he's coming from and He's a very small kid, guys. He's about 5'5 five, five half, 5'6", wow. uh, about, yeah, about 170, 175 pounds. Right. But when you watch the film, he is a stud. Ran for over 1,600 yards this past season. He's someone who, you know, he's not going to get any taller. He is what he is. But if he puts on the 15 pounds and he already has kind of that natural instinct as a runner, he's just a natural running back, uh, I think he's going to be – uh definitely and he's actually their highest rated recruit. So I think he's definitely gonna be a factor. Maybe not year one mm-hmm. because there are a couple goals ahead have him on the death chart, but going down the road, he's gonna be a player. Uh, just a couple other names, here I'll run down or down the list. They signed twenty one uh excuse me, they signed eighteen players today, three transfers as well to make it twenty-one total. Uh, a, a guy who to play into the FIU FAU rivalry, uh they had a kid by the name of Brian Dillard, who the interesting thing with him, believe it or not, guys, is he signed or gave his verbal commitment to FIU about ten days ago, and what happened was uh, he he uh, has a personal situation. He is becoming a, a young father, uh, and Lane Kiffin actually went to visit him in the maternity ward
2: oh.
0: at the oh, hospital. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and, and this was shortly after he'd given his commitment. And from everything that, you know, that Dillard said and that Lane said, the conversation wasn't football related. It was just, hey, you know, life experience. Hey, you know, uh, this is what you have to look forward to. But that meant a lot to Dillard. And Dillard actually took an official visit to FAU after giving his commitment to FIU. So it came down to the wire. It actually came down to about 4 o'clock today to see where he was going to go. And there was a lot, of, a lot of banter between the FIU and FAU faithful on Twitter. So who would end up getting him, and he decided to sign with FIU. Another guy, you, have still, how dare uh, have you Stone Lane Norton. Griffin, how dare
1: you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, from from everything I heard, it was just it was just you know a, a visit to say hey, you know I know we've been recruiting you and you want to give him some some you know uh, advice as, as someone who's been down that road. So, yeah, me too. Um, couple couple of the guys, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You, you and me both. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a couple of the, couple of the guys here. Uh, take a look at uh, you got Stone Norton, the highly touted quarterback coming out of nashville tennessee and it, first off it, it's great to have another stone on the team after four years of stone wilson that's right so you wanna, yeah you definitely want to get another stone in uh in tow but uh he's a really talented quarterback guys threw for over 3600 yards 41 touchdowns uh, very talented guy He's going to redshirt red shirt this year we will sit behind james and Kalen wiggins uh you know kind of get his feet wet and, and he'll he will be potentially the quarterback of the future uh, a couple of the guys real quick uh, a guy who Bryn Renner was very excited to talk about, and he actually let me know that they had sent, they had sealed the deal with him uh, over the weekend was a guy, Kendra Gantt, out of Port St. Joe. And he's actually an interesting story because most of his hometown was actually ravaged by the hurricane that uh, that happened up at the Panhandle early this year. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so he's kind of had that struggle and whatnot. But he's a guy who, like I said, Bryn Renner was very excited about him. Uh, said that he could be – you know, another, another Derwin James or Xavier Rhodes type safety. So mm-hmm. he's a very exciting player. Yeah, exactly. Very exciting player. So they did bring in a, a, a fair amount of talent. They brought in three transfers as well. Uh, um, Malik Williams, Alexi Jean-Baptiste, and Josh Turner. Williams and Jean-Baptiste both came from Arkansas. SEC and Josh the, Turner came from that. Yeah, yeah, SEC and, and Josh Turner came from Iowa. So they brought in some pretty heavy hitters. You know, you got the SEC and the Big Ten. Uh, really quick, Malik Williams is definitely going to redshirt, but you have Jean Baptiste and Turner, who they were seeking out, because they are local kids, mm-hmm. they were seeking getting immediate waivers for them, so there's a chance that both of those guys will be able to play immediately instead of having to sit out. So, all in all, you know, a lot of really uh, really uh, talented guys come in for FIU this year. Um, you got just a couple of the guys. You got Nas Carter. I mean, you got to love him because he's Nas. So, <laughs> That's right. you, know, you got to love him. Yeah.
2: He's God's son. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. You gotta love the fact that you're bringing a Nas in. So we got a Stone and a Nas. Hey, FIU's um, got stones call... for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Um, speaking of stones, uh, the fact that Stone Wilson did graduate, so they brought in a kid, Tommy Heatherly, a uh, JUCO kid out of out of uh, Oklahoma. Uh, he's oh, wow. probably got the got the inside track to be the punter. Uh, Nate Jefferson, he, he's a, a guy out of out of uh, Central Florida, out of Longwood. Uh, Lyman high school if you look at him on tape guys he looks just like maurice alexander you know five nine, five ten, one hundred and seventy-five 175 pounds really quick really fast mm-hmm. and uh to round to round it out um another kid nate white uh out of orlando as well and a really interesting story on him uh not to you know belabor this this fact about this kid because you know he'll go on to do great things in his life and great things at fiu but uh was actually homeless for a period of his high school career was was living he and his family were actually living uh uh, in various uh, shelters and, and churches in the Orlando area, wow. and hey, what a what, yeah, what a way to repay you know that uh, that type of hard work. He gets a Division one scholarship, and and this kid can play on the field. You know, he's not just a charity case. He yeah, had yeah. 21 sacks, yeah, 21 sacks for Edgewater High School last year. So very talented guy. So all in all, you know, a lot of talent coming in. Uh, 21 players overall, 18 coming out of high school. So Butch Davis, you know, they've been very pleased with their class, and we'll see what happens. Uh, if 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 we're doing the actual ranking between FIU and FAU, uh, according to 24/7 Sports, FAU does have the number one recruiting class in Conference USA. So take that for whatever yeah. it's worth. But yeah, it's worth but if you are if, yeah yeah, but if you are an FIU fan, you got to be pleased with what you had coming in today.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, now sticking with FIU real quick um, because yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about FAU too. Uh, now yeah. locally here, we're we're we found out that our our boy Ken Dorsey. Was leaving FIU. Yeah. What do you know about this Appalachian State uh, like tenure that he had there for like you know a month and a half before mm-hmm. switching now to be the Bills' quarterbacks coach? Did you hear about this?
0: No, I. It's it's something that I knew about, and I mean, you know, I think it's it's an interesting situation. A lot of the FIU guys and and you know guys like yourself, um, not even just the, the fans and, and the social media presence, mm-hmm. but Dorsey was a big factor in terms of bringing guys like. Uh, James Morgan uh, and yeah. bring guys like, like Stone Norton in because they were, and, and quarterback that they're recruiting because Dorsey having that quarterback pedigree yeah. uh, along with Bren Renner in the building, who also was a college quarterback for four years in North Carolina. He was a big factor in their recruiting, but to talk about what I knew about him going forward. I mean, guys, let's just call it a spade a spade. I mean, Dorsey was the quarterback coach in Carolina for six seasons yeah. with Cam Newton before coming back home, you know, and that wasn't, he didn't leave by choice. He was fired. In, in Carolina, so you yeah. had to assume that the guy, the guy wanted to get back the NFL in some form or fashion, and the Appalachian State thing, I just always saw. You know, I, I had a fan say to me on Twitter, uh "Isn't going to be an offensive assistant a downgrade from being the director or assistant um, athletic assistant team. athletic director?" That's how you. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, no, because it all depends on what you want to do. You know, if you want to be an athletic director, sure, but Ken Dorsey wants to be a coach, so you know, hey. He's in Buffalo. He's landing another gig, and he'll be working with Josh Allen. So uh, there you go. But, yeah, that was kind of expected because he was a quarterback coach in NFL for how many years? So,
1: I'm curious to see what he's going to do with Josh Allen. You hit it on the head there because that, that's yeah. – I mean, you saw what he was able to do with Cam and his skill set and Josh Allen. I mean, yeah. we saw Josh Allen up close uh, mm-hmm. covering the Bills-Dolphins game this season, and that guy left everybody impressed in the locker room when we were right. talking to, like, uh, Robert Quinn and even Cam Wake after the game. Everybody was talking about – This kid being mobile, having an arm, everything. He's just, you know, a little rough around the edges. He's got to fine-tune his game. But, you know, that's what Dorsey's there for. So, good for him and good for Dorsey out there. Now, um, I got to ask you, you mentioned punters. We talked about this, uh, the Stone. um, Stone Wilson leaving uh, FIU. But what about this uh, guy who used to – it looks like he used to play for the Mean Machine in the longest yard that UM (laughs) just signed. Did you see this Australian kid?
0: Man. I still – I saw him, and I've been having to do like a double and triple take every time I see him because there's like five things that stand out about him. You know, for you guys listening, if you haven't seen him, you need to go rush out. Yeah, yeah. firstly, he's like
1: 37. He's like, I think he's older than me.
0: That's (laughs) what I was going to say. So so he's one of those, he's what, you know, I'm actually super curious about that. Like the Australian guys who play Australian um, rules football, rugby. They play for, like, six or seven years, and, like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to America and get an education and be a punter, right? Like, yeah. I, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's kind of a unique circumstance. But, yeah, like you guys said, I mean, he, is, he, he is not the punter you want to mess with. He has got his tats all the way down, you know, sleeves on both arms. Uh, does he have gauges? Gauges in his ears as well?
1: I'm looking at a picture right now of him. Hold on. Let me zoom in. He, uh, I think he's got one gauge. He's got he's this, got one like – right? He's got the tattoos running all the way up his neck, too. Like his whole yeah. thing. He's got, like, I think he has like a, a, a ponytail. He's got the look. The guy screams, UM, you know. <laughs> to, 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 if we're I'm, going convicts versus cl- Catholics again, he's definitely fitting the bill right there, But, which is great. <laughs> I, I mean,.
0: I, I was going to say, I mean, where's Tanar Davis when you need him, right? Because I'm sure Tanar would be fired up a, about a punter like this coming in and bringing that swagger to the U, right? He'd be okay, fired sure. up about that. Well,
1: we're we're going to find out what he thinks. He's he's out today, but we're, we're going to find out what he thinks because he's definitely got to be excited about this guy. I don't want to mess with him. I think he's also going to moonlight as like some backup uh, linebacker, maybe a little free safety when he's, you know, bored out there. Because that guy yeah. looks like he could put it hurting on somebody but
0: dude he looks looks massive I would not shock me if he's gonna you know be running down there on special teams they're gonna be like dude you're the punter you're the kickoff guy you're supposed to like you're supposed to like hang back and just in case someone beats the coverage you take him out he's like nah I'm running down full speed ahead I played rugby he's gonna go hit somebody so
1: (laughs) absolutely absolutely now okay so we, we we did we did talk FIU um I gotta give what what can you tell us about FIU what how did they do how do you feel they did and is there somebody that we should look forward to? Um, maybe who's their big impact player?
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, once again, we're talking about a guy in Lane Kiffin who's one of college football's premier recruiters. And that's one of the things that I love about the Lane Kiffin-Butch Davis-FAU-FIU rivalry because mm-hmm. not only do you have the Bulls which are rivals, but you have two of college football's premier recruiters going at it in the back in you know that little area. or I shouldn't say that little area, but that area for talent. So Butch Davis, excuse me, Lane Kiffin uh, is is going to be be, – I'm so used to saying Butch Davis, that's what uh, tripped me up. Lane Kiffin is obviously going to be able to go out and get talent, and he certainly did that today as far as uh, what the reports are saying that he, he secured Conference USA's top recruiting class. Like I said, time will tell us whether it is or isn't. But some names you can look forward to, Demonte Howard. He is a kid uh, uh, out of, uh, is a local kid down there from South Florida who's a linebacker, and he's actually their highest rated recruit. He's a little skinny. He's about 185 pounds. I mean, he'll beef up eventually. He'll get to 205, 210. But, you know, when you're trying to replace a guy like Aziz Al Shair That's what they said about Jacore m- Harris, by the way. <laughs> that, that's true. Jacore never, uh, never beefed <laughs> up, right? I'm pretty sure he
2: beefed down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, you know, not to get too off topic here, but, you know, we've seen Darcy a couple of times around the F, uh, FIU facilities, and Darcy's still about 175 pounds. Oh, himself. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, for been, sure. been 40 years old, so yeah. I guess for some guys, it, it just never happens. But um, but with Howard, you know, assuming that they get him on the meal plan there at FAU and eating well, uh, he's going to beef up. And when you're trying to replace a guy like Aziz Alshair, uh you're going to need a lot of talent at linebacker, and FI, FAU did lose a lot of defensive talent as well. Two other names really quick. They have a guy, Dwight Toons, who is a highly rated safety coming in, and he's going to replace Jalen Young, who was another very, very talented safety. He's a guy, in Jalen Young, who I actually thought could have been Conference USA's defensive player of the year coming into last season, but was banged up, had a lot of injuries throughout the year. And the last guy we'll talk about is uh, Larry McCammon, who uh, I don't know if you guys remember the old show from MTV Two-A-Days. Uh, it was the uh, old football show. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I- he actually, actually remember that
1: show. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually uh, attended that high school, Hoover High. Oh, school. Hoover High, yeah. Gus, uh, oh, you remember that yeah, show? Yeah, that no. was a cool show. I do not yeah, remember that yeah.
1: show. There was some guy. I remember one of. The, I think the quarterback played at Alabama. Or was a backup there. The quarterback during when they yeah. actually filmed the show. Um,
0: um, was it was it John John Parker Wilson? John Parker yeah. Wilson should have been the quarterback. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Look at that
1: man. Yeah, that's a old school. There guy. we going go. go right? back, way back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but we're going to be, you know, uh, high school kids who, who are listening to this podcast and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? But I'm uh, <laughs> um, uh, With with McCammon, you know, when you lose two running backs, I mean, guys, you were right there next to me in the press box. We watched Motor Singletary. You know, I think he's still running through FIU's defense right now, so you know how talented that guy was, uh, as well as Kareth White Jr. When you lose that type of talent in the backfield, you're going to have to replace it somehow, and McCammon is going to be one of a, a few running backs that they've signed who will have their shot, and that's going to be the major thing for FAU guys: is can they replace the talent that they are losing? Uh, and getting into it to it with uh, some FAU fans on Twitter, some of them are you know really excited, saying, "Hey, we got this great recruiting class. I think we're going to be back." You know, they're still riding high off of beating FIU. And I, my counterpoint is, you guys lost a lot of talent. Uh, there are two players, two players in particular, who it's really going to depend on on so whether FAU can have success going forward. First off is going to be Chris Robson. You know, he's going to have to develop as a as a quarterback. And then also at the running back position, whoever, if it's one of these freshmen, is going to come in and play well. That's going to make the difference between whether they can be a bowl team or not next year. But all in all, just to keep it in the realm of recruiting, you know, you can't really figure out who won the day per se, but all things considered, all things equal. I think if you're an FAU fan and an FIU fan, you have to be really pleased with the talent that both your respective programs have brought in today.
2: So it's pretty well documented the amount of talent that both schools have lost uh, going into next season. Which, which of that, which of those guys that are that are moving on, do you think can play on Sundays?
0: Well, believe it or not, uh, FIU actually didn't lose too many guys. They only graduated about nine seniors. Uh, the biggest loss, quote unquote, if you want to say biggest for FIU was Jordan Budwig. You know the, the big guard who we know has been there for seven years. You know suffered a couple injuries that, that prolonged his time there. For FAU, uh, Aziz and Jalen Young are two guys who I think are are really going to be very talented pros. I mean, uh, Aziz is just a tackling machine, and Jalen Young, he's kind of got the – he's a little small for today's safety. I guess he might want today's safety to be around 6'2", maybe about 205, 210. He's about 5'11", but everything else, I mean, great ball hawk skills, You know, just great instincts, very good tackler. Um, I want to say his junior. It was his junior year, but I want to say he had seven or eight picks, uh, over seventy tackles. So he's a guy who's very talented. And but then, if we're talking about who we think is going to be like the most likely to succeed in the NFL, we got to go Motor Singletary, right?
2: Yeah, oh, for sure. Yep, that
0: guy. Man, that, what's, yeah. his,
1: what's his latest uh, draft projection, if any? Does he have one, or I know he's well, he, running back.
0: Yeah, it, it's still early because you know we haven't gotten to the combine and whatnot yet. And I think the key for Motor is going to be how fast he runs in the 40. But once again, guys, you saw him, you know, you guys are right there next to me and saw him versus FIU. I don't care necessarily what he runs in the 40 time, but when you see him firsthand, he is fast. Oh, you yeah. see him yeah, in passing, he is fast. Yeah. And you saw, you guys saw how shifty he is and, and, and his 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 frame. He's got that very compact frame that he kind of just runs through guys and, you know, makes defenders miss. So if I want to, and I don't have the stat directly on me on my laptop here, but I believe he actually led Conference USA in in making defenders miss as well as yards after contact for a running back. Two great things that you want to have going forward in the pros. So those are the four guys that I would keep an eye on. But if we're trying to put one above the rest, you got to go with Devin Singletary.
1: Yeah, and that's solid. I mean, the guy was a beast. We saw him firsthand. He was, yeah. you know, he ran over FIU a couple times. We saw yeah. him in the. At the conference championship game, we saw him in the bowl game. I mean, we saw what he's capable of for the last couple seasons firsthand. So, absolutely. Um, uh, before we let you go, Eric, what what about draft? NFL draft. Who 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 are you uh, looking to see go out of these quarterbacks? Who do you think is going to be the first one picked? Is there anybody that you're uh, like you lean more towards that you like a little better? That you? Uh, who's your betting favorite there? Because we were all on board for Baker Mayfield coming coming out last season. Yeah. But uh, I want to yeah. see who's your who's your who's your favorite QB coming out.
0: Man, I think this is kind of a of a weak q b class and 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 I this is not a you know trying to disparage any of the kids coming out now. I feel you, yeah, you because know, you have Dwayne Haskins and you have Kyler Murray, who are the two guys that I'm kind of keeping my eye on as far as Kyler Murray it we know you know the elephant in the room right he's small, but if, if you if you take that out of the equation, he is a very dynamic player, and I think in today's nFL what it, it, it's really going to come down to a system you know a team a team can't take Kyler Murray and try to make him uh, a classic seven-step drop-back passer, or a Dan Marino, you know, yeah. to make a Southwater running. I mean, you got to let the kid play his game, right? So if, if he can end up in a situation where someone lets him play his game, I think that's fine. And then also with Haskins, you know, he came up out of nowhere to really light the world on fire for Ohio State. And personally speaking, I'm not really a fan of those guys who come up out of nowhere. I mean, the last quarterback who I can think who was a one-year starter, who really just kind of lit the world on fire and has been a success is cam newton who yeah. uh, started started his career at florida had to go the juco route and then went to uh, auburn but with haskins i think he's a project as well you know so i, I can't say that i'm necessarily a fan of, of uh, a huge fan of any of the quarterbacks coming out per se um but if if and, I, and uh, I know drew Locke is coming out of missouri as well and there's a couple other guys who who people you know want to keep their eyes on but if 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 I had a franchise, I guess I would lean towards Murray, provided I could get him in a system that allows him to use his skills well.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so exactly what I was thinking of because I, Gus and I got to see him play firsthand. We were at the uh, Alabama Oklahoma game. Yeah, we went to the uh, national the semifinal Bowl. game at the Orange Bowl, and okay, I mean, it was twenty-eight nothing, I believe, at one point. Alabama was up. But it wasn't because of Murray playing bad or anything. It's just Alabama was just playing exceptionally well on another level. Yeah. But when you saw him get into a little bit of a rhythm and actually, you know, have a little time to throw because he was get, that defense was all over him. I mean, yo, that guy was like exciting, man. He's yeah. fun to watch. And we saw him, you know, drop that dime on that beautiful touchdown pass. So I'm excited to see him. I hope he gets a chance. I hope it goes well for him. I hope he does, like you said, goes into the right system. I think that would be like the best option for him. <laughs> I kind of hoped my fins would take a look at him. I don't know if, if we would have the system for him yet. I mean, we'll see with this new coach, Brian Flores, but uh, but it'd be fun. It'd be nice to see.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys really quick before I uh, before I finish up here. Would you guys want in Miami? Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, Why not? Dude, I, I I'm so tired of complaining about Tannehill. I want to complain about somebody else. Well, it's pretty. It's <laughs> been uh.
2: It's been pretty well documented that they're gonna they're not gonna bring him back. I mean, it's not official yet that they're not gonna bring Tannehill back, but. That's what everybody down here is saying.
0: I I don't want to infuriate you know your guys' listenership here, but I I've I've been a ride or die Tanny guy for for years. I think Tannehill his major thing obviously is he's been banged up, but if you look at the numbers, let's just look at the numbers. He's been an efficient quarterback. Now, is he going to be necessarily? I, I I guess I guess the argument against Tannehill, if you're a Dolphins fan, is he's just good enough to get you 7 and 9 and 8 and 8 and unfortunately you guys have been 7 and 9 8 or 8 9 or 7 for the past 15 years yeah. <laughs> you know so
2: yeah the thing with Tannehill is that when he's healthy and when the o-line is playing decent they're more likely to win the game and Tannehill can win you those games but how often has that happened you know the, the o-line is always trash and Tannehill's always injured so Time to move
1: on. I'm not complaining about Tannehill anymore, man. He's gone. That's it. I'm telling you. I want to complain about other, other players. I want somebody else to get mad. At, I want
2: to complain about know? other players.
1: I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be miserable this season again. And it's oh, of just course. Gonna, it's, This is what it is. This well, is a, the
2: Dolphins are going to tank this season.
1: Yeah, this is my life now. I'm a Dolphins fan, and I have been, and I will be, and it's just going to be misery for a while. So mediocrity. All right. Just tired of complaining about the
2: same well, guy already. It's going to be the Kathy Bates season.
0: <laughs> hey, here's, here's all I'll say. You know, and I'll, I'll end it on this. Uh, Dolphins football hasn't been great. Uh, hurricane football has been underwhelming, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and shill for the Panthers here. You know, I, I personally speaking, uh, I, and maybe I'm biased because you know I happen to be close with the program in terms of covering these guys, and and I have uh, you know been able to talk to these guys and get to know some of the players and the coaching staff. But I think they're really building something special at FIU, and, and I think it'd be nice if you know some of the uh, the Miami community uh, got behind their their Panthers because we we do know that. There are a fair amount of FIU alums who are in and around the South Florida area, so hey, come on down to the cage. You know, you've got a great quarterback in James Morgan, so if you want to see a good quarterback, you, you can at least uh, uh, get your money's worth there. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Let me let
2: me ask you, what what do you think? Uh, what chance do you give FIU of upsetting UM this season?
0: Uh, okay, so I got myself in a little bit of trouble last year because it, it, you, if you guys remember, it was uh, after the UMass game. The Panthers had won, you know, a couple straight. You know, they were heading into into UM, and UM wasn't exactly looking like World Bears. And all I tweeted out is I said this: the Panthers are coming off their best game of the season, and UM isn't exactly looking like, you know, Alabama. Maybe it could be a close ball game. And and every UM fan in the world got a got a hold of that tweet, and were letting me know I was an idiot, this, that, and the other. <laughs> and 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 you guys were there at Sun Life Stadium. uh, Sun Life, no. Um, Hard Rock, Hard, Hard rock. rock. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> I to still everybody. Yeah. I still call it Joe Robbie. That's right, Joe Robbie. <laughs> Pro Player, Pruden Loom Stadium. <laughs> um, land, land Shark, Land, land shark, shark, right? yeah. uh, Okay. No, you guys, you guys were there with me, and, and granted, uh, it ended up being 31-0 at, at halftime, and ended up uh, being a 31-17 game at the end. But I think that was the game that FIU needed to say, hey. Yes, we're good for Conference USA, but in order to take that next level and compete with a U.M., this is where we got to be, right? Fast forward one year later, they have some confidence going behind them in the sense that they know that they can win a bowl game. They've conquered that. Now, two things are going to depend or are going to really make a difference as to whether they compete with U.M. One, they've got to come out and beat Tulane because FIU, for better or worse, hasn't been able to beat the team when the targets have been on them. They've been very good at being the hunter. They haven't been good at being the hunted. Yeah. You guys were there and saw them lose to Marshall. You saw them lose to FAU. Those were two games that people came in and said, hey, they so have they a win. chance to win, get a, division, get a division title. They couldn't do it. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no yeah, I was agreeing with you. No, I was agreeing with you. Those are games we should have won. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they, they haven't been good at being the, the hunted, right? So they've got to conquer that first. Now, if they can come out and beat Tulane, they've got a pretty, I don't want to say easy stretch, but it's not the the toughest stretch of games to where they can be an undefeated team heading into that UM game. Now, if UM, who I believe is still a year away, I like what Manny Diaz is doing there. He's really kind of bringing a a little bit of swag back to the program. I know that's been belabored for years, and Tanard will have at it with that topic, but (laughs) I I think UM is about a year away from really getting there. If they don't have a quarterback, and FIU is coming to that game, you know, undefeated or a one loss FIU team. And they've conquered the things that they need to conquer beating a two lane, beating the teams you're supposed to beat in conference. That could be a close ball game. And I'm not afraid to say it on the record again. Why? I'll wrap this up really quick in 30 seconds. It's why I think it could be a close ball game. <laughs> <clears throat> FIU has the skill, position, talent to compete. That's not the issue what killed fiu last year was gerald willis iii who was a man amongst boys mm-hmm. and and don't just suspected the fiu line it was very good against conference usa only giving them eight sacks but like three of those sacks were in the um game so if they can win in the trenches fiu can hang that's going to be the key so that's that's the best i've got for you as far as a, a prediction and that you know we're still how many months away from that game uh maybe i can give you guys a little something more solid as we get you know a little closer to it but right now I, I listen, man, I, people are saying it's going to be a 45-0 game. It was a 45-0 last year, so let's get out of here with that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: That's right. Pause up, baby. Pause up. That's what we're doing. <laughs> you know, we're excited. <laughs> Kick some ass. Come. Uh, what is it? Uh, when is the game? November, right? November or something, yeah. yeah. At Marlins
2: Park. Well, at Marlins it, Park, baby. Yeah, get excited yeah.
1: about that. It's fun. It's going to be fun. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us, man. We always appreciate your time. Uh, once again, be sure to follow um, Eric here at Twitter, at EricCHenry underscore. That's right. Don't forget there. And be sure to follow SP Nation, Underdog Dynasty, and keep up with all of Eric's work on Twitter. And, man, he's a great follower. He always answers all your questions. And if you've got any questions about FIU, Conference USA, FAU, or just anything, like Croqueta's in Tampa, he'll, he'll hook you up, man. He'll tell you what's up.
0: <laughs> Croqueta's in Tampa, anything, man. And just to close it out, today is the 16th anniversary of one of the best hip-hop albums of all time, oh. 50 Cent's Get Rook or Die Trying. I'm oh. out, fellas. Take it easy.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Damn, mic drop like that. Eric, thank you so much, man. Have a good night.
0: You too, fellas. Anytime. Take care.
1: You. See you live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la.